Hi guys, welcome back to Gear Z. Today on a different scenario, you're gonna see for our B-roll, we are here with Aiden family. Aiden, thank you so much for joining me here and Aiden father to join me too. To start it, how can you define sim racing on your boards? Well, motorsport is a lot of money. So in my eyes, I see it as the cheapest form of racing you can do because the sims are getting so realistic now, and especially iRacing. They feel, well, not exactly the same, because like you said, you don't feel where your bum is in the car, but you can feel the tyres, everything. So the cheapest form of racing you can do. That's perfect. And Dad? Yeah, I, my, my views have changed on sims. I grew up playing Gran Turismo, love it. Um, and for me, it was all about, you know, yeah, like the me, old the school ways. But now it is, yeah, I'm sort of like realizing there is a new, a new, new side to it now that is, that is pretty cool. And especially when you watch the playback of it, I've researched things before, looked on YouTube, researched it, and then he realized two minutes in, I'm watching a, it's not real. I'm watching the sim version of it, not a real footage of a tracks. Yeah. Even, even by pictures, yeah. if you look on the pictures from Gran Turismo, I don't know if you saw the Drive 60 when they had a, a segment about that where they show pictures in LA of one guy with a Lexus and after the same picture on Gran Turismo and you cannot buy naked eye, you, you, you scroll it and you think they are the same picture. So the, I really, but let's start on the first segment with Aiden. Aiden is 15 years old and now he's jumping on motorsport. Which categories are you choosing? Rallycross. Rallycross. And why Rallycross? Well, it's one of the cheapest motorsport okay. seasons to do and it's different because a lot of it's just road racing really but rallycross you've got dirt you've got jumps concrete and it's very different to take endurance for example it's 24 hours rallycross so 24 hours it's just about survival towards yeah. the start of the race but rallycross is just five laps or six just full attack so that's why I like it, because okay. I like to just win. <laughs> I don't like to lose. So just full attack, no hanging back, just go. Yeah. But why Rallycross, for example, in sim racing? We don't have so, so many great titles in Rallycross. I racing is doing it, but it's not the same. So that's why I want to understand why uh, Rallycross instead of going to a circuit or an open wheeler. Well, I'd love to. Budget-wise. Budget-wise, yeah. And, yeah, it's just different. It's better. Well, I, I haven't driven open wheel and single-seaters before or proper GT3s and stuff. But from what I've done at Anglesey, it feels amazing. Was your first experience on track with a, with a real car or you had already some experience? Well, I'd done drifting when I was 12, but second gear stuff, never been out of third before. <laughs> it's normal, it's normal. <laughs> and um, first time on a track, came out of the pit lane into second, and it was just brilliant. And then there's a long straight after the first, well, after the first hairpin. When you come out of the pits, there's one corner, and there's this long right-hander, flat through there, and then there's a long straight, and... I got to, I want to say around 140 kilometers an hour. It was just brilliant. And I, the, I'm terrified watching this. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, I believe it. Because uh, the car is already 1.3, no? That's what we speak yeah. with your father. Yeah, so it's, it's already, even for training, car. it's already, okay. Okay, that's it's a big jump. But I want to understand the sim racing as a tool. So how you are using sim racing as a tool on the moment? Well, before my Anglesey test, I went on a set of Corsa. And I went on Google and I searched for mods for Anglesey yeah. <laughs> and Suzuki Swift Rallycross cars. And I'd done a lot of prep on that. And I feel like if I didn't have my sim, I wouldn't be anywhere as good as I was at Anglesey. That's, so I feel like it's helped me a lot. Trail breaking. I, I can agree. I can everything. relate to it because I went before my operation to uh, Truxton. Was uh, was offered to go to Truxton. And uh, we were just doing with Alpines. You know, but if you have a, a person on the side, there's a lot of cars on the track, you cannot go. But, you know, I had the risk of losing my arm. Uh, was there a formula 
Renault. They, 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 if I pay it, I would allow to, to go. So I jump it and I say, I try not, not factor two because it's where the Truxton is an official and prepare me so much for the, like you say, the way where you want to enter, where you have to exit, the way that the car was behaved. The realism is so huge for us that are jumping on the car that we never drive, I think raise a lot of things. I suppose then, you're not you're not wasting time in learning the track. Exactly. You're, you're wasting time on, you, on your sim to learn it. It isn't like costing you anything. Yeah. You know, I, you have a little bit of a déjà vu. Like you yeah. know already. Oh, I already know where I where yeah, I need to yeah. go. I know where I need to prep. But in terms of sim racing, what do you have now as equipment at home? I have a track racer TR80 Lite and a PC with 3070. Okay. So it's good FPS. And then I've got the Thrustmaster Gran Turismo. Was it the Gran Turismo edition? Yeah, the GT steering wheel. Yeah, the same one they have. Yeah, the GT and then one. the... So. She pinched off of me, but... <laughs> <laughs> and then the Thrustmaster TCLMs. Okay, there's the same, the same, the same pedal that I have at home at the moment. Yeah. I never have there the Moses and Fanatec, but I'm honest, Fanatec is still in the box. I didn't open yet. I'm a little bit afraid of opening and everything because Thrustmaster is... People have... A, bad rep with Thrustmaster, but I think yeah. for as a training and a, as an expensive, comparing with the other material, you save some money and you already can prepare yourself for, for sim racing and sometimes you don't need to, to spend so much money in good equipment, you just need to learn or optimize your equipment. And then sim racing career, always going. Brilliant. Brilliant. So, <laughs> as you know about the Forest Motorsport esports yeah. team, that's set up now. Uh, the first esports race with them is the Daytona 24, January 19th, yeah. LMP2, yep. so that'll be fun. And then I'm doing all the special events with them, but Graham's hopefully expanding it. So upstairs is going to be a more proper driver training, eSports room, so that'll be good. But in terms of um, millstones, where, where do you think that you're going to be with a rallycross? I want to get far, and I feel like I can. Okay. I don't know what it is, but I feel like I can do well with it. And I want to eventually get into the supercars, but... Yeah. Depending. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's cheap and easy and simple. Well, fairly cheap and easy and simple at the moment. Yeah, Yeah, but you, you saw that already, even in Germany, they are using now some uh, racing series halfway on the sim and halfway on motorsport, on tracks, just to save... Yeah. A little bit and be more economic for for everyone. So probably is something that yeah. you can have a look. I think it's coming. Uh, I saw today email Motorsport uh, UK is doing the three hundred Silverstone. Oh. So yeah, they're gonna open to three hundred Silverstone and are racing. So it could be something for Motorsport to join to Forest Motorsport. I think. It would yeah, be, it would I be saw nice. in lockdown NASCAR when they stopped. They done. Well, they carried on with their championship on the sim, and I'm sure that they actually added points from the sim that the drivers yep. got onto the actual championship. Yeah. Yep. So that was. Is is a good series if you want to have a look because they have even caught like the the way that they do American football with college levels and the professional level. So young kids, they are going to the E-Series Coca-Cola, yeah. and they have a chance to get sponsors and uh, while they they doing. On a young age, so it's quite it's quite interesting the way that they're doing that. But the numbers in terms of uh, YouTube views is is not is not great. <laughs> you know, part of the Formula One that have six hundred thousand views on their uh, sim racing uh, championship. The rest, unfortunately, die yeah. a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that's what I like about iRacing because they have the Porsche Cup <laughs> championship, the NASCAR championship, which you were just saying about. The well, they've just started an IMSA one. All of them, the winner, two hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of money involved in um, in some good categories like the Porsche Cup, as you as you say. Diogo Pinto was with the podcast with us, and the, the prize that he gets when he was a champion in two twenty two was was really really good. And even after the ESL, the ESL with the Ren Sports, the money involved is is crazy on front prizes, so can help a lot on your on your career, but we need to, to check where you want to go. Because I want to know if you feel that sim racing can make it, can you make you progress in motorsport or can create a barrier on the progression. 
I feel like it can. You feel that's going to help you always progressing? Yeah. Because it's very realistic now. I think we'll, we'll be even more realistic soon. I think, I think the jump that we have, like your father say, I was the same thing. 20 years ago, controller, yeah. even 10 years ago, I had a small wheel, a Trustmaster, but you know. No force you, feedback. Exactly. Yeah. I remember my first two, as I told you, the Red Podcast, first wheel I received on Christmas. New Year, we have a, a party in my home with the closest friend of my father, who was just a couple. And we put there to play Gran Turismo 2. The guy is quite strong. He just turned it. And the wheel broke <laughs> straight <laughs> away. The plastics broke, so the wheel survived five five days and was this one. You know, so now for the same amount of money, you get good wheels like Trustmaster. I have it for three years. I think probably yours will be quite similar times, but and they they keep doing it. They are they are really, really good. But now let's go for the mini game. Oh, What happened there? Happened there? Is I think I know it, but I'm not watching it. The next one? Yeah. Is it? It's one you want to go to a lot. I I know it. I know it. Knock it Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um. Zolder. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Angle, say. Mm-hmm. Do you know it? No, I don't know it. This is the next one. I go for the cars. Which car? Corvette. Yeah. It's not the next one. For GT. The Formula Renault 3.5. Is that the World yeah. Series car? Yeah. Then the Nasdaq 5 caps. <laughs> They're great fun. Easy. That's what I won my first race on on the same actually. Finish. Ah, the Cadillac series. VTR. How are you feeling with the mini game? Good. It was fun. It was fun. Yeah. <laughs> Back with the ice. Yeah. You think you're gonna beat your father? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But let's now jump a little bit on the father. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. You probably have one of the coolest jobs that we <laughs> might think, no? I think Aidan agree, no? Yeah. I'm very lucky. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Explain a little bit what consists your job. It's, uh, it's, so I, I'm, I'm technically a safety advisor. Okay. But I work with films and motorsport as a car track motorsport related advisor in the movie industry and in motorsport as well and i love cars okay so it kind of works great so that involves like the stunts you pre-prepare the stunts or are they going to happen yeah so i i will work with the stunt team and you'll have the stunt coordinator and i'll work with the stunt coordinator on um the behind the scenes um how we're doing what we're doing so i'll kind of like be integrated within that stunt team and uh, work with some top top stunt coordinators um and i'll look after the, the safety and then mm-hmm. they'll look after the the stunt choreography in between us it just works really well and uh yeah it's pretty pretty cool you work with the gran turismo that was one of the last ones and yeah that's why we went to everyone a podcast too how you see that jump of the sim racing world to the movie yeah so it opened my eyes to it quite <laughs> a lot i i will listen to the experts i get to work okay. with and when i've got pro racing drivers that will tell me that time on the sim helps then i'll be like wow okay so if that's what they're saying then i'll kind of like take that on board sort of thing um and that's where a lot of the the racing drivers that i work with are just um craig dolby uh, duncan uh, tappy jan mardborough 
the sim is they it works if they're saying that then then i'm going to listen to them definitely yeah and you think that's helpful to open a little bit the eyes for what aiden can progress with the sim yeah yeah that's that's yeah. good that's good yeah definitely just that that feel and i think as we we're saying with his rally cross it when he's in the car it's different it's a different feeling but to certainly learn things and and i'm nowhere near as advanced on a sim as, as hayner's and as these other guys are but they are they understand that the and i think the force feedback is such a big thing as well and the way that the pedals are working now to give you that feel it's definitely giving people that that awareness of things yeah i because we were speaking about not being the same when you speak about not the feeling on the bum but i think the young generation probably alien will uh, agree with me they adapt themselves more faster than you and me will adapt to to the sim so i think they can interpret the inputs of the sim probably better than you and me yeah. will adapt so i think for them works even higher as a tool of training than will be for you and me because for you and me we sit down we are dependent on our uh, five senses the vision the the touch the the sense of and i think they can already cut one of them when they are on the, on the sim and adapt. And we see that with Max Verstappen using the sim a lot. Mm -hmm. And after another send, we do Max, uh, Lewis Hamilton don't want to be near the sim. No, no. <laughs> Because he said that he lose a little bit of the of the senses. Yeah. And it's safer for them as well. It's yeah. safer that they will learn their mistakes. It's it's more cost efficient for the teams to practice on the sim and then then go and do it for in the cars. But you touched something important was open your eyes for the sim racing. Can you elaborate that? Can you explain us when how open the eyes? Yeah, it's like there's a project we're doing at the moment and a lot of the training for that is done on a sim. And I was quite surprised. I was like, really? But I so say when I've got these racing drivers saying that that sim, that time spent mm -hmm. is going to hugely help, then that's like, great, that's going to work for me in my job where I've got to assess the risks of what we're doing. And they're saying that, that that time on the sim to learn the tracks, to learn the feel for the car, to, to even practice. If we're doing a... Uh, a movie scene and we're like you know the stunt coordinator will have a choreographed chase sequence on a track they can all rehearse it on a sim first yeah, and then right. and then go and do it for real when it's it's there so yeah it's kind of like in the industry that i'm in it's sim racing and and even just access to a sim is certainly helping with with things yeah because before we we jump on the podcast you're talking that you know the last movie you've been involved was uh, with uh, brad pitt if you are allowed to to discuss, yeah. I don't know if we are allowed to discuss. <laughs> no, no, we can but talk you, a bit you about say it. that they was using Brad Pitt was using the sims as a training. Yeah, and that's quite interesting. Oh, oh, because before you drive F one car, you need to have the the F one super license, no? Mm. And if the F one super license, will no will come to everyone. Yeah. So you think that is hours on the sim count for the super license <laughs> in some way? I I don't know. I'm just yeah, question. Yeah. I think the way it's worked on that. Um, on that project, so we because the Hollywood actor strikes, we had to cease filming, and we mm -hmm. obviously next year it's going to restart. But um, the time we did spend on the film, he was spending time on a sim, learning things. From my side, again, from the safety side of it, it's great because he's learning things first on the sim, and the stunt team are rehearsing things and choreographing on on a sim before we go and do it dangerously yes. at speed at 100 and whatever miles an hour. So that's where sims are, are amazing for that because we can learn and practice and keep things safe before we then go out, even if it's just a few laps before they go on the track. Yeah. It really helps. That's please. And now looking to Aiden, how you see that Aiden going to progress with the sim racing to the motorsport? What, where do you think going to be the biggest barriers and where he can shine? I think he's got a big shock coming. <laughs> I think I used to think I was like really fast in the car, just, you know, being a bit naughty on the roads and stuff like that. And then when I started doing track days, I realized, and like tarmac rallying as well, I did, used to do tarmac rallying. I was so slow. I was nowhere near these top, top people. So when I started competing in tarmac rallying, it was a quite a humbling experience to suddenly realize that I'm not anywhere near as fast as I need to be. I might be feel like I'm fast on, you know, a back country lane or somewhere, but then jumping into it. And the difficulty, I think that, that Hayden and, and youngsters starting to make that jump into motorsport is you don't get a massive amount of test time. You need a lot of money to hire a venue to go and test for real in the car. Whereas these youngsters, they're not having time you know, driving around every, I drive every day, we, we drive, it's what yeah. we do. 
Um, so we're kind of used to the feel of driving a car on the roads, whereas they've got to go straight onto a track. His first time driving is on a racetrack. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be more difficult when he learns to drive because he's, he's, there, yeah, <laughs> he's going to have so many bad habits. So that's going to be more difficult than, than driving on a track racing. Yeah, I don't know if you know this fact, but uh, the MotoGP, uh, Miguel Oliveira, is a Portuguese driver, number 88. Mm -hmm. Until recently, he didn't, he didn't have a motor license yeah. to drive on the, on the street. So he was a MotoGP winner because he won a race before he had his driving license. Mm, yeah. so, and Max Verstappen, the same thing, I think, when he went to, he didn't have the driving license, so, mm. uh, and he was fast. Yeah. You know, and, and Max is an example of sim, can help him. A lot, I think, is the way that he's driving, sim racing, and understanding that is very good. But Aiden, how is you with the data? Do you use the data as a training? You don't use the data from the sim racing as a training. How you well, handle that? I don't really, I don't really take my time to look at it. But I have telemetry and stuff okay. set up so I can see my trail braking and throttle and stuff like that to see where I can gain time. And whenever I'm practicing a track, so take Daytona, for example, <laughs> there's a 24-hour in January. I want to get, I try to get 24 hours of practice in for a 24-hour okay. race. So I'll always have the telemetry on for that and the delta timing on so I can see where I can find time, where I'm maybe not getting enough exit speed, where I'm not trail braking enough, where I'm not keeping the weight right. All right, that's, that's good. Yeah. And went back to Agnes. Did you have was it just tarmac or you or you jump a little bit on dirty? It was just tarmac. No, just tarmac. So the you think the physics was what you were expecting from the sim to the to the actual car, or was a big shock in some some parts? Well, it was a bit. The track was a bit greasy because in the morning mm. it had been raining. Yeah. But it slowly stopped throughout the day. But it was a bit similar. Okay. Because the way my dad was saying it it wouldn't be the same i felt it a bit similar okay but i wouldn't say it was the exact same because obviously you don't feel the vibrations and everything else but it did feel it did feel similar you know when about halfway through when you went out with mark and he actually said that you were getting understeer that when you first felt that feeling have you ever felt that on a sim that when you went to steer and you have you ever felt that because to me, I, I would feel that understeer. You are, I think you are like me. We are waiting. Yeah. You, we are waiting for the, the back of the car or yeah. all the tires. Do yeah. the, and we can feel that exactly. lightness. But was that a new feeling that you've not felt on a sim before? I can feel when I'm going to get under an oversteer on a sim. But it that's was visual, different. No? That, that's the, the visual part. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I didn't. Yeah. On the sim, it's visual. I can see that I'm getting understeer. Okay. But in real life, I can feel it. So maybe you're right on that one. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. yeah. I think it's interesting. The the series which he's entering is just one tire for everything. Okay. So it's one. So it's literally that tire. You're going on gravel. You're going on tarmac. It's wet and dry. It's yeah. just one cut slick. And obviously, he was on the track in the wet with this cut slick. You never, you know. On the, and I think a lot of the idea with that with the championship, which we'll learn as we go into it, I think is to keep them safe because they actually can't go flat out because they're not on wets. So yeah. it's almost, and it keeps it, the cost down as well, which makes it fair for everyone as well. So it's quite a, that's why I'm quite looking forward to the championship, just making it. It's not about some of as much money as they can to get the expensive tyres and this. It's just simple. Even comparing, for example, with the Clio Cup or the MX-5 Cups, you think is did Rallycross still more cheaper or cheaper? If he doesn't crash the car, yes. <laughs> if he doesn't crash or break the car, it's going to be a lot simpler and cheaper. Yeah. Um, you will not crash, I think, Aiden. I saw Aiden uh, driving, not on real, but I saw some clips of Aiden driving um, at Forest Motorsport when he was trying the, the rally, when uh, Graham put the rally. And, you know, with 15 years old, I could not make a, make a Uto. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> I will not even remember how to do the Uto, you know. And, uh, but on, from the financial par part, how you think that sim racing is helping you? When which ways? I think the main thing is going to be if he's learning the track, there's it's less than the chance of yeah. him going off. Perfect. <laughs> which is certainly going to help things on the on the finances. I mean, we're lucky because it is 
a very entry-level championship. Okay. We're already, we're on eBay, we're on Facebook Marketplace. This weekend, we're going to go and pick up a spare bumper. We've got okay. two wings because there's a Suzuki Swift being, someone's breaking it for parts not far away. So from that side of it, we can save some cost in hopefully because it's time on a sim and let him to learn everything. But I think when he goes into his first actual race, You've got a load of other cars around you. And these guys are going to have done it a lot more years than he has, a lot more experience. I said to him on the way home from his test at Anglesey, he's going to be at twice that speed with five, six, seven other cars around you. In fact, yeah. I think the adrenaline will jump, and after we don't remember, yeah. uh, I think that's because uh, you, do, you don't track days, you know, that yeah. what we think outside when we arrive there completely go, yeah. goes away. We, we forgot. Uh, we we get, yeah. He's going to have a sticker on his dash that says, what's it going to say? Protect the car and protect yourself. Protect yourself and protect yeah. the car. He's saying about he wants to go for it and stuff like that. It's going to be very humbling. What I want him to do is to just finish. Just, yeah. Even if you come last, just finish first. and enjoy. Yeah, enjoy first, it. first seasons, take it, yeah. take it yeah. slowly, I think. Yeah. And I used See. to do rallying. I used to, my aim was to finish the rally. I knew I was never going to win it. I just wanted to finish. And sometimes I'd even split single venue rallies. I'd even split the wrong way so I could go out again. I'd get really bad time. It's just, it's fun. I'm not going to be able to compete against someone in a 200 grand WRC car. So And uh, in rally, which categories you've done? So that was uh, single venue tarmac. Okay. So we built our own cars back, this was 20 years ago. Okay. Um, built a Mark II Escort, built an XR2 Fiesta from road cars, and it was just fun. It was it was quite single venue rally, and um, it was, yeah, great. It was before he was born. I'm the <laughs> opposite. I, you went circuit. I want to win. Yeah. But you don't want to go for a rally. You want to go circuit. I like to, well, I think he's quite lucky with your car logbook. Oh yeah, um, so with the car, it came with a logbook, one okay. for rally cross. Well, two logbooks, one for rally cross and one for rally. So, yeah, we it wouldn't take long to put lights in it, second seat intercom, and you get a stage rally in it. Okay, but having been there, trees either side of you, lots to hit. Let's just stay on big open circuits. So, and and, and as a cost, of, it was yeah. very hard to know. Yeah, I, I like. Rally. I like the thought of racing other people as well, because rally, you, it's just you, really. Well, <laughs> you're against other people, but not on the track. I like to race against other cars. Okay. And in terms of sim racing, you will keep progressing on sim racing. You think you can make, if motorsport don't work the way that you pretend, you will keep sim racing as an option? Yeah, 100%. Okay. I'll always do it. Are you feeling further? Yeah, sim racing is um, a lot more cost efficient than, <laughs> than the other rallying. But yeah, I just think the rally cost is just, and for me as well, it's quite cool. You know, when I saw him leaving the, you know, the, the pit lane for the first time in a Emotional. real car, and it's, it's one of my mates was the person who was coaching him. Um, I knew the track just, more than him because yeah. I'd been on the sim and yeah. he, he didn't even know the track. <laughs> yeah. But it's just cool just seeing it. And I think when we get to, to compete next year, you know, it's just going to be really, really cool to see him at a, you know, a rally cross. Because one of the rounds is the same weekend as World Rally Cross, isn't it? Is that Still Little Hill? Yeah. Really? Yeah. So oh, it's like that's, the that's same weekend. Be, that's going to be cool. That's going to be cool. Yeah. Going to be nervous. Yeah. Yeah. It's proper cool. I even don't know which rally cross cars are for this season. Which one going to be? 208 Peugeot? Um, yeah, per, I don't know who's got, so the World Rally Cross, I, I used to work on it years ago. Yeah. Um, but now I don't know which works to. So they're going electric, no? Well, it's all quite confusing with how it is. And obviously there was that incident that happened earlier on in the year with the yeah. fire as well. So yeah. I'm a bit behind on how it's all going ahead for next year. But it's, um, I think Peugeot's it's Volkswag Volkswagen are in it. Yeah. Right. Peugeot. The Peugeot, they, they, I don't, I don't know if they moved to the 308 or if they still have the tool. Yeah, it, is it still the Hanson family that are doing yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. Kevin and... Oh, it was a long time ago and I was there. Yeah. I know Kevin Hanson. He yeah, he's still doing it. Right. And, that, and then his brother as well. Okay. And then uh, there's a father and son in the British rally called Patrick O'Donovan and Ollie O'Donovan. <laughs> Patrick won the championship this season. Yeah, it was... Solberg was doing very, well, quite well too. Yeah, I think now his son is trying the rally once again. He's go to 
that's way difficult to the WRC one, but yeah. I think it's go WRC two and drifting. I want to touch on that because young generation they are they go crazy with drifting. Is a point for you too, or is just was just for fun? It was mainly fun. Okay, because the car we bought it and it was a hill climb car, an X hill climb car, so it was okay. really grippy. So the first time I took it out, you just, I couldn't really get it sideways properly, could I? No. And I don't, I don't know if it could have been me, but I tried everything, and I, I could get it sideways on some bits, but I never really thought of it as competing okay. because drifting's tandems and stuff. I never thought that I'd, I would be doing that. I sort, I sort of saw it as a just a bit of fun, but then okay. when lockdown hit, it just got put away and then never came out but then I got my sim and that just motivated me again we're, we're quite lucky because he so we bought this mx5 at the start of lockdown this x hill climb car then we rebuilt it and a friend of mine has a, a venue which we can borrow mm -hmm. well we went to thruxton because we know the guys at thruxton so we can use the paddock there for him to learn how to drive we went to this venue d-pad which a friend of mine matt runs up in northamptonshire and he let us just hire that venue. So that was just a chance for him just to feel car control and slide it around and stuff and do donuts. And it was great. And then he was going to enter um, Formula Grid, is it Form uh, Form G. Formula G. But then um, Motorsport UK changed the rules on youngsters competing um, and they couldn't use an MX-5 anymore, okay. which was a shame because that's what we built. And that's what loads of youngsters were using. For someone under 17, it had to be a, originally a four-seater car and a solid roof. Oh, yeah, and, and two litres and a solid roof. So an MX-5 couldn't compete. And we just built this MX-5. And normally MX-5s are more accessible in bars and everything. And it was like safer, less power. You could technically compete in a Ken Block WR, WRX car because that's got a solid <laughs> roof, two-litre engine, and was yeah. originally four seats, but not an MX-5 that cost us £2,000. <laughs> they technically that's, going to the next. That's quite funny. Yeah. So then we had to like change plan and obviously because of lockdown happened. So the MX-5, we've still got it. We're selling it at the moment. Um, but then it's kind of like going across to, to the rallycross. I guys, do so. want to compete in Formula G next year though, but in the Suzuki Swift rallycross car that I have currently, mm -hmm. just for more experience. And because I've watched Jim Carner for a while, the Ken Block files especially, yeah. they're good. But in terms of... Uh racing is a lot of options on UK for you get opportunity to go for uh, open wheeler or something so consider the F the F4 on iRacing is a good the skip barber that I told your father uh, Duke been to one last year and that will take him to go to the skip barber school mm. for uh, for yeah. a season so think on that don't keep iRacing outside of I'm of, doing the uh, F4 season this yeah Try because I I think it can be complementary of what you're doing, and can open the doors, you know, and training you. You never know because someone can see that you are fast, can give you opportunity, you know. I think yeah. I think don't put away the sim these these days because I know I want I'm like you if I have the op option to go real real motorsport we want to go real motorsport yeah. but I think these days we have to keep the two birds on the hands you know don't. Don't let it go just for one side. That, that's great though, because for years motorsport to compete, especially single seater yeah. and open wheel, you need money. And everyone that's got somewhere, look at all the people on the F1 grid. They've all got massively wealthy parents that have helped them yeah. get there. So it doesn't make it fair. There could be some amazing drivers that have never had the opportunity, which is why Jan's story was so great. Yeah. Because Sims gave people an opportunity to come from a normal background to have a go for real. And they'd have never, yeah, yeah, and they'd have never got that experience because that's the thing. F1 is not inclusive financially for people that haven't come from massively wealthy parents. Look at all the people on the grid. No, it is. Yeah, it's, and it's, it's, I think it's, that's where I know that Hamilton's really into the um, promoting all types of inclusivity. And I think that's another thing that needs to be looked at how someone can have an opportunity that hasn't got. Lawrence Stroll as their dad, for example. You know, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I, I I know what you mean with Lance Stroll. And I, I keep saying this one sometimes to friends. I think in one way, he's good that Lance Stroll is on F1. Mm -hmm. Look how many jobs his father is giving to people on, uh, yeah. on Aston Martin. Yeah, so no, I think a, it's great. You know, Aston Martin now as a team, 
Oh, even outside of F1, mm-hmm. he's such a he's such a, a big team. I think they yeah. are developing great cars. Uh, even the Austin Martin these days, they look, they yeah. look, they look good. I think the new Austin Martins, they are pretty. Your father have a couple of car collections on his <laughs> on his <laughs> grid. If, if, if people moan about like Lawrence um, Lance Stroll, it's like he's still an F1 driver. Mm. He's still got yeah, there. He's, he's still got the he, license. He's, still, he's, still, he's not last. He's, I, I, he's pretty in, good. In one way, I think his father loves him, but I don't know in, in which way his father going to keep him, let him drive mm. if he's financial a burden. Yeah. You know, we're going to be a dad that his father doesn't say, look, he's not working. Mm. Uh, and I think even if Lance will leave F1, I don't think his father would leave F1 in some way. I think he's putting so much money on... Uh, on Austin Martin probably could sell it, you know, we never know. Yeah. But I think he's putting so much money. And in t- terms of sim racing, just to finish, have you guys saw the new ProDrive uh, sim rig? I've not. So ProDrive developed a new sim rig with a 49-inch OLED Samsung <laughs> inside. And uh, it's crazy how ProDrive was, is moving, shifting from mm. motorsport yeah. to, to sim racing. Yeah, they developed the first rig. I don't know if the wheelbase or anything is designed by them or uh, with, with other brands. I, I, didn't, I didn't Google 100%, mm. but I saw the advertisement for the first one. Have you yeah. seen about the racing prodigy? Yeah, you see, that's, that's a good that's uh, another thing. That's, an, uh, that's a good championship. What's that? So they is an open uh, sim racing championship in different types, in different games. So they have two high racing, race room, uh, R Factor 2, I don't know if it was a set of course. I don't think it was a set of course. It was, well, I'm I don't sure. remember. So, and people setting the times, mm-hmm. and after the fasters have the opportunity to go and drive the radicals. A bit like GT Academy. Okay. Or like a GT Academy. Yeah. But like your father say, Max Verstappen is creating his, yeah. his yeah. way, his, his team is coming. Yeah, that's we saw, so we saw cool. Portimao, the, nine, uh, the 296. Yeah, he tested it the other day, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. yeah. And he have uh, the I was just to say father he have the the sim rig on his uh, airplane, yeah. You know, how crazy, how crazy it is you go in your airplane everywhere, yeah. and he's jumping on the, on the yeah, rig. Yeah, I've seen about that. But racing prodigy, I think it's really good. Yeah, and I think I think the UK motorsport motorsport UK. I think they will do something more with the uh, with sim racing. I th- yeah. uh, they, like they, I said, the three they, the three under really Silverstone yeah. is coming. So they've got someone at Motorsport UK now who is in charge of sim racing for Motorsport mm-hmm. UK. And I, I had a, a chat with him a couple of months ago online because I hope that it doesn't bring too much formality because motorsport is so formal. And like rallying, the reason why I went from rallying to track days, because it's just, I go to track day, I can go, go and have something to eat, I can go back on track for a bit, it's great. And I just hope with sim racing, which is, yes, you've got the, the competitions, but... I hope the Motorsport UK don't make it too formal and too, you know, licensing and even cost money to enter. And so I hope it's kept easy for people to access. And I think, for example, motorsport.uk, they have that uh, if you are a membership for one year, I think it's £25 that you pay. Or yeah. 20, £29, I don't remember. The RS license is this. No, they give you, they give you one year right. of... Uh, the oh. subscription of uh, iRacing. Graham okay. put it on the group. Then, yeah. yeah. So you, if you are uh, already a member of mm-hmm. them, you already have one year of iRacing. Which with is the about F4, I think $110. Exactly. So they are already doing yeah. something accessible. And when we went with ADAC, they was there. Motor, I didn't know them, so I was a little bit afraid of approach. I'm a little bit. Because <laughs> when, when you don't know the people, uh, oh, Oh, I'm from UK too. Mm. Uh, no, I am a little bit uh, a bit cold feet. Probably I should approach them, but it's quite interesting what they are they are doing without putting a big, big money. Mm. So they are already given the option of getting membership for there and be yeah. cheaper for us. Sorry for that. Cheaper for us to go on the on the actual sim racing. So mm. let's let's hope. And I say the Silverstone 300 is coming. Mm. Uh, have a look on them because I think. 3.5 to be professional on the on the professional category. Wow. Amateurs, we don't need nothing. Okay. So it could be something that Forest Motorsport could do. Yeah. And the 24 hours Daytona, uh, you guys going to drive or everyone on Gram or everyone on their own? Well, we were supposed to do the Petit Le Mans earlier this year, but we were going to do that at Graham's. But then... 
one of our drivers had uni <clears throat> and he had work to do so he couldn't make it. So then there was just two of us, but then the race would have finished at one in the morning, so it would have been a struggle getting home. But this year for Daytona, we all have rigs at home, so I think we're doing that at home. But we do want to do a race there, but it probably wouldn't be a 24-hour. It'd be more like the Watkins Glen six hours or something. There's a lot of options on that racing for yeah. a competition, and I think Graham have the... For people that don't know the Graham, he's been on our podcast already for two episodes and he helps a lot. I think Graham has the right mentality, just sometimes it's just it's too many things on his hands <laughs> to deal and it's, it's difficult. Yeah, that's But, why, well, I messaged him about it. I think he'd always wanted to start some sort of team. Yeah, it was the first plan. But he'd always been busy. So I messaged him and I said, I could run it for you. So Sam and I, you know, Sam Donegan. Yeah. Uh, Sam and I, we've set it up. Sam's made the liveries. He's put your logo on yeah. there. Um, yeah, so Sam's helping a lot. Sam's doing a lot for it. But we're trying to get yeah, more drivers I, in. And if you have a dream setup, what would be? In Triple monitors. Triple monitors, okay. Any, the, any special size? Just a 32-inch, probably. Okay. Uh, the TR160, I think it's called. From Track Racer. Okay. I've always wanted a, you Ocean. know, the cube controls okay. um, wheel with the dash. Okay. I've yep. always wanted one of them. And then the, oh, I forgot who make them, the wheel bases. But, sim cube? Yeah, sim cube. Okay. And then one of them. And then the active pedals as well. But I'm not, if I could choose a dream rig, I'd obviously take them. But I don't know if they would be worth the buy. Yeah, I think, uh, I think for the money that you spend on active pedals, you can get your rallycross. Exactly. More, more upgrades. <laughs> is, it, like, is it really that necessary to fill? I, I just try them because, like I say, I cannot be doing so much sim racing uh, this year with the treatments and everything. Sometimes low energy sim racing is getting, you know, some waves. Is there a lot of uh, cobwebs <laughs> around? Have you But tried? I try them. Uh, I try them on the ADAC Sim Expo. They're the good. Asher racing. They have them there, and yeah, they are cool. We're gonna gonna try them with Nate that will come to the podcast later, and we'll try his van as we speak it. But yeah, but it's six grand. Mm. I don't know. It's I understand for the break. For I understand for the break. Yeah. But after four accelerator, I think. Yeah. yeah. When it comes to real cars, we don't have so much strength on yeah, the accelerator. Yeah. No, sometimes That's it's quite what I was soft. wondering when you went out for the first time on the track in the in the rallycross car. The pedals on that compared to pedals in on the sim on the rig, is there a difference? Yeah. What what's better? The real real car. Why? Well, the pedals that I have, they're 200 quid. They're not. Yeah, that's DCL. They're, they're, yeah, they're yeah, nothing the special. Not. And the brake, yeah, you should. Yeah, I know it is. It just stops, doesn't yeah. it? it? Even with the springs, it, it doesn't slowly. Oh, it slowly does, but it just stops. In a real car, you have more travel. You, you have, yeah, more travel. And it just slowly fades. Like, I don't know how to explain it, but it slowly stops. It doesn't just stop like the TCLMs. And then the throttle, more travel. Yeah, I think that active pedal, they'll simulate more that part. So you have, like I say, you have more travel. Because I have the same set of pedals and I don't feel the brake. Because sometimes I feel the brake very hard. And, and you easily, you lock up. Mm. So you don't, I like to have a little bit more, like you say, like more travel. More, yeah. more realism. I like, the, like my, my brake to, to, to have a little bit more feeling and I can press the 50%, 60% more. I prefer more travel. Did, yeah. did you, on the accelerator, obviously the, the sim rig will have the noise, but the vibration from the real engine, is there? Is that, when you're accelerating in a rallycross car, you're getting vibration and feeling and like the car's shaking sort of thing, is that? Yeah. When I pulled away, because on the sim, obviously you don't feel the biting point and stuff like that. No, but, Yeah, I could, I could feel the vibration coming out of a, you know, the tight hairpin at the mm -hmm. top. Coming out of there, I could definitely feel a difference than the sim. Yeah, from my experience, it's, it's more the sense of movement that we don't have on the, on the sim. But when it comes, for example, from ends, vibration and everything, it's, you can get already quite yeah. accurate. And the visual, of course, is depending of, of how we measure. You know, some people need the VR 
um, like like I'm like you. I have a one screen, and for me, it's, it's already enough to feel myself on and immerse myself on the car. No, or is it more? But yeah, I, I agree with you. It's just more the movement. But there's already options for that. You have the seats, and you know if you have the haptic seat. So it's a cushion yeah, that I've you put on the, on your back that gives us a little bit of sense of of movement. Mm-hmm. So that can already help. You've got the back kickers as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of things that you can you can upgrade Do. it. But it's it's money. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Another money got to rally cross. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How much will be the cost of a season, just roughly? So we've bought the car. And obviously, we're selling his MX-5, which means the money from that is going to pay for the car pretty okay, much. That's, that's, so the car good. was like 6750 Um It's a car that competed this year. The guy's come to the end. He's moving up a class, so we've got that. To actually compete, we're obviously trying to get sponsorship as well. I've told him I'll help him some of it, but he's got to get the sponsorship. He's got to find ways, if it's you know working and like doing the other stuff he does, to, to get the money to go towards it. Because part of motorsport part where i've seen my friends that compete in motorsport it's not just about going fast it's about marketing and yeah. sponsorship and i always say that bagsy one of the drifters for monster is a, a perfect example of if you market yourself right and get out there and get seen everywhere and go everywhere you can get the sponsors in to build a thousand horsepower yeah, drift cars and do it, media, so. you know yeah i think my father speaking every yeah. year uh, Girlfriend as a pit crew, you know, yeah. <laughs> can do some uh, some small shorts, you know. Sometimes yeah. helps to reach the brands, you know, create uh, yeah. some some followers. It's all you know? about making a brand. Yeah, yeah, you know, from from our part on the not only on the podcast for my part, I will anything I can always help. I, I'm always helping. So you know, uh, I will go to some events if you want. Put uh, your name on uh, on my cards or your yeah. name on the shirts. I'm always open for that because you know, I'm. Seeing you there after, for me, I can I can make some footage, you know, I can do some content and I can help you. So, you know, this is what I can offer. I cannot offer money, unfortunately. I would like to help a lot of you guys because I know there's a lot of talent there. And, uh, you know, sometimes we need to think that talent need, need help. So, for my part. But that's great because you can use that. You can say that this video has had X amount of views online. You can go to sponsors and prove. I think the problem is, and we're saying about him, you know, not crashing. If he bins a car and writes it off, yeah, that's it. Yeah. We can't afford another one. So it's a, a a gamble. And I know that he wants to be competitive, but it's just about having fun and just trying to get through there and seeing what sponsorship we can get and, and going from there. And yeah, fingers crossed. Can drive that McLaren. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's never going to happen. <laughs> well, well, we were joking, weren't we, about yeah. him doing a hundred in it, maybe on a uh, on a one way or something. Well. Yeah, seven twenty, no. Yeah, seven twenty S. Yes. The Ferrari, which one are you? So the Ferrari is the Speciale, the four five eight Speciale, which is I've never bought a car to make money. I buy cars because I love them, but for the first time ever, I think it's investment. It goes up and up without even, and it's a shame because I haven't bought it as an investment. But it's like it's it's great because I've finally got a car that I'm not losing money on. But I think it will come to a stage where I, I don't I don't have a pension or anything. I might have to be sensible at some stage and sell it, but it's just, and they're two totally, totally different cars. Yeah. Um, have you been? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Which one you prefer? Well, the McLaren's quicker. Yeah. The McLaren's 250 horsepower. The, the, more. the thing with McLaren is people for, don't realize how quick they are. They are, they are beasts. They are yeah. uh, underrated beasts. And it's almost embarrassing for McLaren because people were spending one and a half million on a P1. People then go and buy seven twenty for like a sixth of the price, yeah. and it's doing the ring at the same time. Yeah. It's, a, it's a bit awkward, really, <laughs> if you're a McLaren salesman. But yeah, seven twenty, seven twenty on a track day is absolutely. Are epic. you taking your uh, track yeah, yeah, day? Yeah, Ooh, I would be afraid. It's um, <laughs> take it on the road. I'm quite sensible. I always get tuition as well because yeah. having an instru- instructor is so so important. Um, so I always get tuition through Caitlin. What's her surname? Caitlin Wood. She's uh, she does like track days. She used to be Formula W. She does a lot of track day tuition, and she'll always do instruction for me every time. Mm-hmm. But I always say the most dangerous lap is when the instructor gets out. Oh yeah, because you've learned it. Get overconfident. So it's got out. You're suddenly lighter. You've got cold tires, and now you're going out. Yeah, you and go, it's like, and you go. Uh, 
I think he's overconfident. Yeah. You think you're going to do the same thing? <laughs> yeah. I, I have track day insurance. Oh, okay. okay. So, and I, and I wouldn't, although it's designed for it, I wouldn't take the Speciale on a track day. Okay. Because I love that car and I'd be so gutted. And it's such a special car within Ferrari as well. I'm not saying I'd be fine to smash up the 720. Yeah. But I can insure the 720 <laughs> and it's, it's more of a, a tool, whereas the Speciale is a it's a passionate thing. It's a it's, it's, it's hard, what it is. No? Yeah, it's it's, like having a Zonda. If I have a yeah. Pagani, uh, I don't oh, know. Yeah. I, I would like to go around, but I will not pull the yeah. on the track because it's such such an iconic car, such an yeah. art piece. Yeah, but, oh, it's, it's a piece of art. But the seven twenty, not seven twenty, the Speciale, that is the last V eight non turbo, non hybrid. Ferrari track car. That's it. There will never be. That's the last. They'll. You think we will not go back? No, it's never going to happen. The, that is the last Ferrari. I, I have some confidence that car. this new biodiesel and the diesel used by Vettel that we, when they use on the mm. on the Williams when they come here to the Goodwood. I'm. I'm. I hope that uh, we can go back. Even or even on high class cars like F1. Yeah. The F1 can go back to. The, the V8 or oh, V10s. Man. Screaming away. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not was it uh, Williams, 2010 Williams. The noise that makes is... Because you, you didn't leave that and you, you <laughs> yeah. need to leave I've, that. I've, I've heard them, but I yeah, haven't it's... watched them race. Yeah, I think... And I've seen videos of them before the start on the red lights, before the green light. The noise they make. It's mental. But like NASCAR. Oh. That's... <laughs> Daytona 500 I, I, is... I, I, is yeah. I would love to go to uh, a big NASCAR event or Indianapolis, uh, I think. Even IndyCar, I think the, yeah. the Americans, when they do this, when they do, oh, they, do yeah. they do way better sometimes than we, we do. And uh, We ended up saving all of our air miles because I was using the credit card for everything. Saved up the air miles. It was going to be for a family holiday. <laughs> yeah, we ended up with Dust2 just going to Daytona. <laughs> but it's like you Daytona know, 500 be... was the greatest motorsport event. Better than Formula 1, better than everything yeah. but it's it's people underestimate underestimate it yeah. as well because they just go it's just turning left but it's not no it's so okay. good you have like it's so many things around you have to watch it yeah and um it's like you say it is not uh at least the when you come for f1 is even for the people they're going to see it's the prices uh, they are yeah. these days and everything is quite hard yeah and uh, when come to i don't know the price of nascar but i presume it was about 48 pound a yeah, ticket exactly, you see but you see that's great you see visibility that mentality that uh, yeah. uh american mentality there you know and you see that is affordable for for everyone and is a sport for for the people yeah yeah, uh, yeah. And and it's just the whole americanness of it yeah. it's amazing who is yeah yeah it's uh, like hundred and one thousand five hundred people just yeah. all there at daytona it's because yeah. uh which one is Daytona that is one forty or one eighty thousand? The maximum capacity. Uh, well, Daytona is hundred one thousand, hundred ten thousand five hundred. I think it is. is but it Indi Indianapolis? Indianapolis is it's bonkers numbers, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's massive. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like a country. Yeah, <laughs> a small, yeah. A small European yeah. country. Yeah. There. Oh, no. yeah, and they're two hundred and forty miles an hour. Yeah, he's I think. quicker than that. Yeah, Whereas, I think I think they've gone to two sixty before. Yeah, because NASCAR is limited with the restricted plates on the yeah, rear and, and stuff. Yeah, uh, and the Indy car when it comes to they have their own cars for oval, mm. so they they are open even more. Yeah. To, uh, <laughs> I think they're crazy when the when you see these guys. You I see think. the um, when the wheel came off and almost hit someone in the crowd. No, that went to over and yeah. into a car. car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the basics of physics. It's yeah. yeah. When well, I not to that. finish the podcast, it's time for the father go to the quick challenge. Right here we go. Oh, what country is it in? I'm gonna have to pass on that one. Uh, this one. Okay. It's not Monza. No. It's what's the other um, Monza and oh the one that was cancelled this year. No, 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 it's not that one. It's not that one. I don't know. I did loads of stuff in Italy as well. <laughs> Have I been there? No. I don't think. I don't know this one. 
Oh, I'm going to have to pass on that one. This one. Oh, I know it's an off by heart. Hungaro ring. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is, I've spent a lot of time there. Yeah, yeah. It's a great place. That's cool. This one is. Uh, Street Circuit. Street Circuit. It's not a US one. No. Oh, it's Monaco. Yeah. Ooh. I don't know. Oh. I'm bad at guessing them. <laughs> if you could show me, I spend my life in pit lanes. If you could show me a pit lane, I could always show you. Okay. Oh, greatest film ever made. Days of Thunder, okay. Cold Trickle. Bullet? Is it Bullet? No. Um, oh, uh, Gone in 60 Seconds. Yep. I've never seen it. <laughs> oh, uh, Le Mans. The yeah, original Le Mans. Original. Yep. Oh, Gran Turismo. I can probably name who's in what car, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh, <laughs> Talladega Nights, which is an amazing film. Yeah. It's so good. Well, thank you so much for having you guys here on the on the podcast. Thank I you hope it was the first experience for you, Vaden. I think for your father, he's used to cameras. Your father. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not normally in front of them, though, but no, it's great. No? Thank you very and, much. And uh, I want to ask you, just to finish, what was uh, your favorite car movie that you've been involved? So, it's going to have to be two. two? Okay. So, Rush okay. was amazing because Ron Howard was just wonderful to work with and everyone just got into Formula One. There's such a story behind Formula One in, the, you know, in that era. Um, it's amazing. The stories behind it all are great. But Gran Turismo and everyone that worked on it, all the crew that worked on it, it was like we work on sort of like Fast and Furious and Bond and all this, you know, the guys that I know we were in motorsport. That movie was just this one time when all of us were on the same movie at the same time. Yeah. It's me and that's when, when he came out, he was like, it's just you and a load of mates. We're like, yeah. Just driving race cars. But it was like, it was a movie night like no other. We were just trusted to, to do it. And you think Sony, massive brand, the brand of PlayStation as well. Well, it's funny, yeah. The trust they're putting in to making a movie where it's not fake, it's 180 miles an hour every day for four months of filming so sony put that trust into you know steve kelso uh, jack gill andy gill the stunt coordinators behind it they're like legends in the industry yeah you got the best drivers and then yan as well which is so cool because some people didn't realize that yan is yan yeah. you know <laughs> um that film just worked we were going around the world to all these tracks playing i had a 600 horsepower gtr as my safety car for the track <laughs> and like we had a day off at nurburgring so what do we all do just with track we all day. went and hired a load of track day cars and went and just played it was a movie like no other that was yeah it's gonna be a lot to beat that one i think i think even for uh, the sim racers i think um, a lot of people was against but it is normal but i I think going to be a movie that's going to be talk for generations. Yeah. Like for example, probably the first uh, Fast and Furious that is was a, a streetcar, a real streetcar movie. I think the last ones are oh, a little bit space on the last one, didn't yeah, they? So. We don't <laughs> talk about it. But all the same thing with Rush, where uh, you, know, you say I think the guy that portrayed Nicky Lauda, he make better Nicky Lauda than Nicky Lauda would do it yeah, himself. Yeah. I think the the whole story of the movie and everything. But on that movie, the cars was real or was CGI? On which one? The Rush. So on Rush, it was quite clever. So they had um, some mule cars, we call them the mules. They were like Formula Fords and just all sorts of various single-seat or open-wheel cars that we okay. would put camera rigs on and, and right. get to, to work. On some days where we did the big pit lane scenes, they, we would get the original, the real cars. Okay. With, the, with like people like billionaire owners that own these cars and they would all come to set and they'd actually film it for real okay that's cool and then there was one day when hunt's original mp4 12 came to the track for filming his car now we had um louder came to set a couple of days amazing for obvious reasons james hunt couldn't come to set because yeah. obviously he's no longer <laughs> with us 
but his car did. So some of the scenes are his car, which is just iconic. No, yeah, yeah, it's like proper. And it's like in this industry, you kind of like you work with famous people, and you, you know, like Nicky Lauda, Ron Howard's there. Everyone wanted a picture next to Hunt's car because it's it was it's that is the car, you know. So that movie was special because of that history, that that icon in in motorsport, and that. That what could be that I know is it the best era of Formula One the I, that time I, I didn't leave it so for me my mem- my first memory of Formula One have to be a little bit probably some some of the Williams but I cannot say that it was yeah. uh, with uh, Nigel Mansell or Senna because I had uh, three four years old so sometimes yeah. it's, it's but for me it was beginning was like ninety seven ninety eight was when I started follow more motorsport mm. and uh, my last race I went was two thousand. 19 was the last race I went. Where was that? The Silverstone last one. Okay. And after I get disappointed with the cars, noise yeah. was missing noise, was missing something. And uh, I, yeah. yeah, that's why I think with electric, like, and going back to rallycross, when you watch five world rallycross cars on the line, all with anti lag going, yeah, and then normally Liam Duran just bombs it ahead of everyone and <laughs> it pulls away like no one else does, but it's kind of like that, that sound is like. Mega. That is getting everyone ready. Five ALS systems running at the same time. Uh, for me, it's the manoeuvres on the rally cross. Yeah. I think it's some manoeuvres when, uh, you know, you take the curve, the apex more more far yeah. away, but when, <laughs> oh, you're going to receive the, the hand because everyone is breaking and you go behind them. Yeah. And you, and it's, There's some proper strategy to it. Joker lap as Joker lap, you know, it's a lot of... Because you need to be quick. You need, yeah. to be, you need to think very quickly when you want to take the choker line, when, because you don't know when the other one's going to take yeah. it. You can be an advantage to the other ones. You can't so, make mistakes. Yeah, happen. exactly, exactly. It, it works for, for broadcasts because it's so short and sharp. That's why when we used to do, we used to do um, Jim Carner Grid, Ken Block doing the yeah. Jim Carner Grid. So did a couple oh, you, of years you of that. It too? Yeah, okay, yeah. So that was know. great working on that. For, we, we do a lot with Monster, who are the most wonderful client ever. But Jim Carner Grid was one of the most competitive events ever because they're side by side on a it's like 60 seconds okay and you could have someone up against Solberg and if Solberg hits something and gets a penalty someone else is and doesn't hit something it's that tight it's that mm. Jim Carner grid it's a shame it's obviously not on because obviously because of Ken Ken passing away but I think that if and hopefully that does come back that is such a competitive fast motorsport to watch yeah. it's like so fast you know literally short and sharp two cars boom it's sometimes great. he said i think sometimes we tend to extend too big mm. i think when it comes to Le Mans, i i like to see Le Mans, yeah. but i don't think a lot of people will say that 24 hours there no uh, a lot of people i think they, they see the beginning mm-hmm. and after they they go it's a party. Do something <laughs> and after they come back to see what the results yeah and fortunately it's, it's a great competition but i think if you are there yes when it comes to broadcasting i think tend a little bit to to lose a little bit and f1 these these days when broadcasting is it's not there i think it's missing i think f1 a lot of people, is a lot of people like more martin bundle yeah. Walking, walking yeah. on the grid than, uh, yeah. than uh, the actual. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've spent, I've done five F1 events this year in the pit lane at each event, which is great. It's really exciting and cool. But if you want to watch F1, watch it on telly. Yeah, that's the thing. Because <laughs> like, I was in um, the, the old pit lane at Spa for this year, yeah. and all I'm seeing is vroom, vroom. And I've actually got my iPad. I'm actually watching a race because yeah. it's yeah, that's yeah, and it, it's something up, but you you are on one part of the track. Yeah. You're never going to know. No, no. There's so many rules in it now, though, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. It's like Lewis touched. Was it Lewis that touched Max Verstappen's wing? Oh, in yeah, Park Fermi or somewhere. Yeah, the fifty thousand, yeah. uh, fifty thousand pounds. Yeah. Is, is that necessary? Yeah, but it's Park Fermi. They the rules you know, are the rules. You never know what something. Yeah. It's too much bureaucracy these days, you know. Yeah, yeah. I see when I see them going on the pit lanes and F one on the eighties. Imagine Senna coming, yeah. no pit limits. Yeah, two hundred kilometers per hour there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. James Hunt would light up a cigarette. Yeah, there was at one time when Hunt got out of his car on the grid and just went to the tires and took a pee against the tires and got back <laughs> in the car again. And all the marshals like, is, yeah. Bonkers or, time. or if you see the rallies in Portugal, if you see like uh, Colin McRae, when he go to Portugal, he's with, with the escort and he's going near the end 
and it's just a, a sea of people. Yeah. And it's right to driving. And if you see when you go inside or inside of his car, you just see people. You don't know the road. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine these rallies a bit mental yeah. for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fans are just. Yeah. But that is, and it still happens a bit now. It's That's gonna, what it is, though, isn't it? I know, but it's great. That's how it's known. But it's if there's fatality. Yeah. Then it's going to really yeah, limit not, permissions. Not so big as it used to be. It used to be before. Yeah. The old like uh, Africa rallies when they're out in the you yeah, know yeah, out, I the think it's like um, Kenya. Yeah, Kenya. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's, <laughs> it's just like it's crazy. Yeah. Or Dakar. When you see mm. Dakar that's coming uh, now. Mm. <laughs> now Dakar is is crazy. You know, you go yeah. in the middle of the village sometimes, and uh, you know, people that don't know, and after you know, people want to be near the car, and they jump near the car. It must be scary for the drivers, though. I think so. I think so. Yeah, One I, mistake and I what? To, my guys, let's wrap it. And uh, for my part, thank you so much. Thank you. And thank I you hope that much. you guys enjoy it. I do. Thank you.